This year's CKFL season. Good to have you back, Sam. Preview. What do you mean by preview? Yeah, season about to start, right? We just had a podcast uh, talking about team breakdowns and all that jazz. It's it's time to actually break down week one, right? You know this is uh, about to be the playoffs. It's like week 15. There's There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, it's week fifteen, man. Today's date, December twenty or December thirteenth. Fuck, it could be December twenty third for what it really matters. Yo, having babies suck, man. <laughs> I slept through the whole fucking season. No, Who won the division? Who won here's, the division? I don't want to talk about it. You already know that answer. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you little shit, you. And the king has returned. What do you mean, king? No, hold on. Hold up off this king shit. If we're going to talk about king, it's going to be Scott City and his 9 0 record yeah. versus Cleveland. Like this year? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Wait, wait. Actual fact Scott City has defeated the Cleveland franchise nine times and lost zero. Yeah. Thanks, Dustin. <laughs> Yeah, you've owned the franchise longer than Dustin has. You're both fucking terrible. Irrelevant. <laughs> Irrelevant. Just like your franchise. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it was a great season, wasn't it? Nothing bad happened in our division. It was just beautiful all the way around. No issues ever, right? You know, the fact that we're both in the playoffs, I will agree with that statement. Yeah, yes. Like, yes. We've yeah. said from the get go that we have the best division in the CKFL. You know, and and we have the most teams from our division making the playoffs. It's a three way tie, but we still are tied for first. Yeah. So that means we're the best, and that's the only way you could put it. So, yes. Yeah. Well, and, and I did look this up because I was always like to talk trash on the other divisions. We have three of the top five scoring teams in league history. So, suck on that. Just none of them being this year. That's why I said in history. In history. <laughs> well, what a wonderful year it was. Uh, Wichita, um, I think, took the league by storm this year, is fair to Holy say. Holy fuck, yeah, he did. Yeah, this was I, I beat him. Did you? Yeah. I got doubled by him. It was a week that he scored 70. (laughs) (laughs) And I scored 74. (laughs) Jesus. So you lucked out. That's just defense wins championships, baby. Here we go. Oh, shit. You know, here's the thing that I thought was amazing for Wichita is how much he fucking dominated the, the rest of the league purely because Josh Jacobs became... A stud out of nowhere. Came what we thought he was going to be. No. Then, no, we he, didn't. I thought he was going to be that, and then I gave up about three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. It, it was it was unreal. Um, at least since I've been keeping record, 
of uh, how many points you've been scoring per position. He's got the top spot by far in the past four years. So since 2019, out of the running backs, he's just fucking dominated. So I could have seen it happening through Derrick Henry, but it wasn't even just Henry. It was Henry and Jacobs. And then Zeke with, you know, RB15 or whatever it was. Just right. fucking unreal. Yeah. God damn. For sure. And and has I Jordy think, learned how to play fantasy football? I'm not sure, but Clint mentioned it in the on Facebook the other day. He did this all with virtually no depth. I like, know. Like here's here is his backups. Uh Marquise Brown, who scored forty four points on the year. Alexander Madison, who scored What's 50, his name? His name is Alexander Madison, who scored fifty six points this season. So there's a million things he hasn't done. Like, like score him good. points. <laughs> like be good. Gus Edwards, who scored 57. Robert Tanyan, who scored 30. Julio Jones, 83. DeAndre Carter, 53. That 83, is that how many points he scored or his age? On the whole season. Well, on that one, both. <laughs> all right. Actually, in fact, in fact, all the numbers I said are actually wrong. It's actually all lower than that. <laughs> because that was, uh, that was rank. <laughs> that was position <laughs> rank. <laughs> Oh no! Yikes! Oh shit! So it was actually forty-one, forty, thirty-eight, thirty-eight, fifty-seven, and then Andy Dalton with a hundred and thirty-six, which is terrible for a quarterback. Thirty-two yeah. from Jarvis Landry, sixty-eight from the Browns defense, and eighteen from Amir Abdullah. But if you yeah, look but the only sp- time he played the Browns defense, he got thirty-one fucking points. <laughs> it was a beautiful thing. <laughs> Oh, oh shit! But and he would have lost that week had he not done that, right? All of his other players though have just been got for cross. Well, and he hasn't dealt with hardly any injury any outside of Marquise yeah. Brown. That's the only thing, and he was easily able to replace that. Yep. So it was he's had really high level performers and not suffered through any adversity. Yep. So it's just he's had a really really fucking good year. All right, so for this pod, were you thinking we're going to recap each division, right, and talk about teams, how their seasons went, and then maybe preview the playoffs, something like that? Yeah, I think so. And if we end up taking too long, split it into two things, and you'll get a bonus podcast. Yay! Sounds good. So I say we start with the South. and Right, uh, the worst division. Yeah, definitely the worst. They had two teams that were 6-8. and eight. Just terrible. The only they were the only division in football that had I mean in the CKFL that had two six and eight teams. God, that's just what so a bad. shit division. Now not they weren't the only division that had two teams with losing records. But Shut up, the Brandon. only team Shut up, Brandon. The only, only division only point out the stats that are beneficial to us. <laughs> yes. Yes, I should have. And the team that did finish worse in that division was the Gerard fucking fighting Brox, which they started <laughs> off really strong, didn't they? They did. They had a really nice start to the season. Um, they looked like they were going to be an actual playoff, maybe even championship contender. And then it just fizzled out on them. They had no power down the road. Let's see here. They, oh, come here, computer. That's what she said. Why, why would she say that? Just go with it. <laughs> you know, after about, after about a week Five, 
they really struggled to score any points, only scoring above 83 times it since week five. So three out of eight, nine, whatever the amount is, they just did not do well. So they started off the season five and one, looked like a just dominant program and only won one game from then on out. And who was that against? Liberty. 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 Get your brooms out. Get your brooms out. Oh, did they sweep Liberty? Yes, they did. Oh! Oh! Liberty lost twice to a team that was almost relegation. Oh! Mm. oh beautiful. You love to see it. Yeah, they're uh, in four of their last five games, they scored 66 points or less. The one game they didn't was a 96 to 79 win over <laughs> You know, Big I wasn't time. a believer before, but I'm pretty sure there's a God. Yeah, big time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, overall, I I would say I've I've got to mark this season as disappointing for Kelly, but it started so strong. Four games where they scored a hundred plus. I didn't even make it to two, <laughs> and I won my division. <laughs> so, so oh, I would man. say uh, overall disappointing season for Kelly. But I think he finished where we probably would have picked him in that division. It would have been a toss-up between him and probably, what, Scott City maybe? Um, wait, Scott City? He's not in that division. I don't know the division. <laughs> God damn it, Brandon. Learn your goddamn divisions. I meant to say, well, I was going to say Lehigh, but that's not actually true because uh, – I mean, Lehigh was pretty high. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, he was probably preseason pick to finish last in the division, and he was only, you know, six games out from winning it. So, semi- yeah, it's just, yeah, I know. I had him sec. I had him projected to be second to last in the league, and yeah. scoring wise, I was right. Suck on that, Kelly. Sorry, sorry. Uh, let's do a callback here, Looking real quick. That, here's Kelly with the <laughs> fuck you, Kelly. <laughs> you little green fairy, you. Good times. It's a second callback there. Yeah, poor guy. And then I would say another person who probably had a disappointing season from the South was uh, Lehigh, who Vinny had as the favorite to win the league this year. It did look like that to start out the year. Um, I know I had Lehigh projected pretty highly as well, but I never felt super comfortable with that just because he had like no depth at running back and I didn't really trust acres. So looking back, I, I was probably a little bit high on him and, you know, being the season being what it was, that probably would have been the correct way to look at it. You know, with Jonathan Taylor missing some weeks that killed him. Um, then you get, um, Cam Akers just underperforming, yeah. and then he has nothing behind that. Yep. So that really tanked his whole season right there. So it, this is probably a performance that he probably should have seen coming. But at the same time, he also had some pretty bad losses too. You know, week two. It, oh, shoot, that was me. I, I really was not looking at that. But, you know, he scores 104. That's a really good week. He just happens to face a team that scores 120 on him. Yeah. So he's Check had... Out. Check out week 11, too. Week 11. Oh, yeah, but he only scored 79. So I don't care. When a team drops 162. <laughs> uh, he got more than doubled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oof. Yeah. But he, yeah. I mean, down the stretch, 
he he you know made it he almost made the playoffs like all he had to do was beat spiller and i think he was probably in he would have been yeah yeah and just because there would have if he'd have beat spiller there would have only been three or i guess either way that matchup went there would have only been three seven and seven teams on all three of us made the playoffs so, so it was just a make out. it in and you're in. Yeah, that, how hilarious! I, I think overall the best team in the league probably still is Spiller. He's just had a lot of bad luck, and Wichita's just been out of their mind. Um, which I don't think come playoff time, that's probably going to be what happens. I'm I'm calling for an upset, but we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah. but how hilarious would that have been if Liberty would have? missed the playoffs despite being either the best or second best team in the league. I probably would have started going to church after that. <laughs> would have been wild. Absolutely wild. <laughs> well, and you know, going into Monday night, it was absolutely possible. Yeah. You know, third play of the game for uh, Arizona, Kyler Murray goes down to an ACL injury. You're going, hey, maybe this Cardinals offense stalls out. Yeah. And it could have happened. It almost <laughs> happened. Yeah. And my uh, God, was I excited to see that happen. Right. You know, obviously it didn't. And Liberty is still going to be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs. But man, I was I was rooting for it. I was rooting for it so hard. <laughs> no, I think I think Lehigh probably got a season that they should have expected that they're comfortable with. And honestly happy with how it turned out overall yeah i i think if you're lehigh you're probably a little disappointed with how the season goes but you still have a great roster for next year a lot of stuff coming back and you'll have wiggle room to actually improve the depth because you can drop a lot of those guys so yeah well I'll he still probably should have dropped a lot of those guys this past year too yeah yeah, yeah. so and i think we um, said that on last week's episode right right, right? yeah sure <laughs> The lost episode. <laughs> yeah, we actually have been recording these these the whole year, and uh, yeah, just same, weird, same crazy technical there. difficulties. Yeah, it's weird, wild, unbelievable. Dog ate the homework. <laughs> Speaking of uh, unbelievable, Liberty made the playoffs. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, how would you uh, How would you rate Liberty's season? You know, in one way, it's incredibly disappointing. In another way, I think it he's got to feel pretty happy with his team's performance. Uh, you know, when you're looking at it from a week-to-week standpoint, weird things just happen. It's yeah. just, uh, that's the nature of head-to-head matchups. But he's had a really good season. You know, he scored over 1,400 points. I, just barely, but he still scored over 1,400 points. And he's been scoring high 90s, low 100s, mid 110s pretty consistently. It's like he's he really hasn't had a bad week. His worst week was 79. And if that's the floor, I'm happy with that as a floor as a team. Right. So I his overall performance, I think, very happy with. The fact that he's in the playoffs, anything can happen in the playoffs. So he's happy with that. Um, I don't know. It's just... He had some shit matchups just go against him. You know, week five, he scores 111. His opponent, 127. Week two, he scores 98. Good score, right? Opponent drops 126. You know, there's just... Yeah. 
like I will agree with with Clint on this. It's unreal how many points get scored against him. Yeah. But that again is just part of the nature of the game. So it's he's a good team. He's in the playoffs. At this point, that's all you need. So right. I think overall, he's got to look at his season as a success. All right, here is a random question, though. What of his seven losses do you think was the most antagonizing? Like, how the hell did that happen? What- um, It's got to be any to Kelly. Either of them to Kelly. Or, <laughs> or can we go back to that week three beauty? Mm-mm. Yeah, eighty six to eighty seven against Cleveland. But do you remember what happened? <laughs> well, considering that's two weeks in the future, no. It was it was the last play on Monday night. His running back fumbled. Oh, no kidding! Yes, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> Clint was like, "No way, that just happened," and I'd already shut it off. I was like. Oh my god! <laughs> I won! I won! Yeah. I'd already. I think, oh my god! I that I'd is already, unreal. I can't remember. I think it was Saquon. I think Saquon fumbled it on Monday night. Oh my god! That's amazing. <laughs> uh, so good, so good. He does. He does have some pretty shit luck, yeah. but at the same time, he's got a really fucking good team. So yeah. you know, karma is going to come back and bite you in the ass. I would say his season will be defined by how the playoffs go. Um, Because overall, extremely frustrating. Seven and seven is not the standard that Liberty has set. But uh, if you win the damn thing, it doesn't matter. No. And honestly, once you get to the playoffs, it's a week-to-week thing. Anything happens. You have one bad week, even if you're a great team, or you have one extremely good week, even though you're a bad team. Like last year. Scott City, we agreed. Fuck Scott City agreed last year. He was a shit team going into the playoffs. He won the whole goddamn league. So it's just so weird. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. But it's just like anything can happen once you get to the playoffs. So I I, there's no way he looks at it as a disappointment. He's he's in the playoffs. He's got a shot. He just needs to not fuck it up against Lawrence or Wichita. And then finally, the last team, we won't talk about them a lot because we've already talked about them, but Wichita Weed Bandits, they had a great season. (laughs) Fuck, unreal season. uh, Way above expectations, and you could even say uh, they had bad luck losing to me. So realistically, Wichita probably should have been 13-1 and this year. And I haven't even looked at his schedule. I don't remember what the second loss was. His second loss, let me get that pulled up here. Uh, definitely was not to me because I thought I was going to catch him uh, when he had Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs out in the same week, and then he beat me 90-45, to 45, so that sucked. Uh, he lost to Ottawa. There you go. Yeah. Which, that's not a bad loss. I mean, Clay <clears throat> scored 98 that game, and uh, Jordy had his worst output of the year with 79, which is not a bad output at all. So See, and again, you get a floor of 79, you're happy with that being your sure. worst game. For sure. All right, switching divisions. A plus season. Great job, Jordy. Not selling your story. Oh, I, I do. I do want to say one last thing um, about Wichita, just so I can maybe get into his head just just a smidge, make him question some of his lineup decisions. Um, he is one loss away from being the first team to lose a hundred games. And I've been waiting for that all goddamn season. 
but he's going to win the whole thing. And then he lost week one. one, And I thought for sure I was going to have that post ready by week five or six. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I am. I am ready for that post. If he gets eliminated, that will be painful. Not only are you out of the playoffs with the highest scoring (laughs) in the league by over 200 points, well, 150 points. And and did you see, have you looked at uh, his points for and points against? He has outscored his opponents by more than 500 points. Good God. He got the most fortunate schedule. And it was irrelevant because he would have won anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even so. if you add 300 points to points against, he's still the number one seed. Yeah. 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 Absolutely fantastic season. Yep. Good weed God. Baby. All right. Now to the second worst division in the league, the West. <laughs> I think we can just go ahead and say it was a disappointing year for our relegation winners, the Cocker City Thundercocks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna throw this out there, but my bad. <laughs> I, I called it. Pretty sure I jinxed him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he hasn't scored more than 83 <clears throat> points since week eight. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah his. It's been such a weird year, too. Like, if you look at his roster, he has a bunch of really nice pieces. But he's dealt with some injury, and then he's dealt with some stupid underperformance as well. But he could just – nothing ever got put together. Nope. So, you know, he's had just a handful of good weeks. So, given – I think he came into the season with expectations of pushing for a title. So, I, I don't know that there's any way that Cocker City looks at this year – without thinking this was a fucking disappointment. I'm a fucking disappointment. Well, no matter what, if you win relegation, it was a disappointing season. Um, even if you're expected to get it, you know, because like, like even if you have a bad team, your hope is just like, please God, don't let me finish fucking dead last. <laughs> just let me get 11th by four points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, just nothing, nothing positive to say. Just, he had, a string of bad luck for sure. And then once again, the lack of depth kind of hurt him here. Uh, his running backs, I mean, I mean, Dalvin Cook is still a really good running back, but I mean, he had a bit of a disappointing year. I mean, he's had an incredibly disappointing yeah, year. Only 151 points so far, which, I mean, that's not terrible, but for Dalvin Cook. You know, yeah. you, you expect that to be one of your big play guys, and then you have oh, you're injuries. you're definitely expecting him to score more than eleven and a half points per game. You're yeah, thinking he's yeah. more a fourteen, fifteen point a game kind of guy, for sure. And then he hasn't been able to get much out of his quarterbacks. Although I will say, Trevor Lawrence is starting to look like he is worthy of keeping. So he had yeah. a much better year, but I mean, still, you want more than seventeen a game from your starting your number one quarterback. Hopefully, oh, very much ideally. so. Yeah. Ideally, you get it at least 20 points a game. You know, you would like to see 25 point per game season, but that's honestly you're asking for the moon. So if you get 20 to 21, you're happy with that. That's a really good year. For sure. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just across the board, just bad luck. Javante Williams goes down. Wandale uh, Robinson goes down. Darnell Mooney never really looked that great to begin with, and then he went down. 
Cortland Sutton's been dealing with injuries and Russell Wilson. Ben, yeah, I was going to say and Russell Wilson mostly. Uh, T. Higgins injuries, Mike Evans injuries. Like, Elijah Moore deals with uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just across the board, just terrible shitty luck for Dakota. And it was one of those teams that <clears throat> at the start of the year, I think you could see him having a bad year, but I don't think this bad of a year was something that you could have expected. No. Um, and then same thing, you could have seen him having like a Scott City type of year, you know, where you kind of sneak into the playoffs and you're sneaky good. That's mm-hmm. where I saw them. So, yeah. I, I fully I fully expected to see him in the playoffs this year. I don't know that I necessarily saw him as title contender. I thought they had the potential for it, but I didn't see that as like a, a likely or, you know, probable sort of outcome. But I definitely didn't see this coming. Right. And then that leads us to uh, the other end of the spectrum, the Winfield Nutgrabbers, which I think you got to be stoked if you had their season, <laughs> which, to be fair... To be fair. He did lead relegation for 13 of the 14 weeks. <laughs> so I, I don't want to get too high on it, but I, I still think he, he did land on some picks that I did not see being this good. Like Damian, Damian Pierce, uh, he was fantastic this year. Uh, Christian Watson starting to look pretty good. He got had a decent pickup with Isaiah Pacheco, although he wasn't, I don't know. It just depends. With him being a rookie, you know, he can develop into something. Well, I think I think on that one, I remember this one because I argue with uh, Spiller on this, whether uh, picking up Pacheco was a good choice or not because he dropped, uh, he dropped Tyler us, Boyd. Yeah. yeah. So like, you get a starting running back for an offense. Yeah. Always going to be better, even if it's a bad offense. Still going to be better than the wide receiver three on a good offense. Right. Just because it's not consistent, you know, and even just looking at Pacheco for his past five weeks um, in terms of scoring six, you know, it's OK. You're not happy with it. But then 10, 13, 13, nine. Those are all incredibly yeah. solid numbers. So that was that's a really good pickup. And I think that's that's going to give him a really solid foundation. So going forward, he has a wide or a running back core. Tony Pollard, Damian Pierce, Isaiah Pacheco, Brees Hall. Yep. Um, so he's got – he has an incredible foundation for next year. I think yep. he still made a mistake by not picking up um, Walker. but I, I stand by it. I think he goofed up with who he drafted at receiver. He nailed yep. running back. But receiver was – there was a lot of good ones. And he well, – He took Brandon Cooks much, over Walker. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and we called it at the time saying that was that was a mistake. I even said Traylon Burks was a mistake. Like, I, I liked Alave more. I liked – there's so many. Garrett Wilson I liked more. Yep. Um, which, I mean, it, it's one of those things. It's hindsight. He had his ideas. We had ours. And if they would have landed – And ours happened to be right because yeah. we scored more than he did this yeah, year. But I'm also – I'm pretty confident in saying that I said he did terrible at drafting running backs at the start of the year, and I was 100% wrong on that. So, like, Damian – even Tony Pollard. Like, <clears throat> that Tony Pollard pick looks fantastic now because Zeke's, yeah. be, Zeke's gone in two – Tony year, Pollard's the RB6 on the year. Yeah. That was a fantastic pick, and I thought it was horrendous. Like, I thought that was the worst pick of the draft. 
See, and I, I didn't think it was that bad. I was I was curious how it was going to turn out because it was either going to be uh, it doesn't really amount to anything. And he kind of picked it up late. Too. Uh, no, he picked it up pretty early. I take that back. But I, I did see like this as a a potential style outcome. I didn't expect it this high, but I did see like this could be a low end RB one, maybe even mid RB two. So like kind of in that range. So Pollard's absolutely exceeded expectations. I will say who has been a dud has been Drake London from Atlanta. Yeah. And oh, he kind of dealt with some injuries too. He started out pretty hot, didn't he? I think he had maybe one or two big weeks, but I, he started out seven, 16, 11, and then really hasn't done anything since then outside of a couple which, matchups, which that also, I don't think that's quite a, quite a bust yet. Like I wouldn't, if I'm Jevy, I still hold on to him for another year. I think it's part of league quarterback play. Cause Mariota has been terrible. Mariota's been ass. And, and I think the offensive scheme is terrible. I think the coach is terrible. That whole Atlanta thing, it's just bad. I don't know that it is terrible. It's working. They're one game back from first. If it hadn't been for a bullshit call against Tampa, they are in first. But who's in their division? The Saints, who are trash. Tom Brady. Bucks, Tom fucking trash, Brady. And the Panthers, who are trash. Like, we're comparing. This, this division might be worse than the year the Seahawks hosted a playoff game with a seven and nine record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's bad. And, Cause but, I mean, if you, true, true. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, you look at even my, even if we jump to my team for a second, uh, Kyle Pitts, like totally non-existent. And that's one of the most athletic tight ends in the NFL. And he could barely get four targets a game. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah, honestly though, looking back at at their matchups for Atlanta, it's been really close games. Yeah, I'm seeing a loss of one point, loss of four points, six, and then Bengals is an outlier. Then well, three, then ten, then six, then three. So like these are really close games. So I think you could argue those could have bounced one way or the other. Yeah. So I don't know that this is a bad formula for I I would argue. Atlanta. I would argue their defensive scheme has been keeping them in games. Like honestly, it, no, right. no, it's been their offense. There, uh, I know for a while they were one of the highest scoring offenses in the league. Like they were top three scoring offense in the league. That just does not. Feel it doesn't right. sound right. It doesn't <laughs> feel right. Yeah, because I mean, not, name a player on their offense other than Cordell Patterson who's put up a bunch of points. Because Mariota has not been good. Drake London's not been good. Kyle Pitts has not been good. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I can't. I can't. Yeah, yeah. But they like for a while they still had one of the highest scoring teams. I, I'm looking at it now. It doesn't look like it's that case anymore. But yeah. for a while it was, you know. And I think that was all probably once Cordero Patterson went on IR. That's where the difference ended up happening. But that being said, there's honestly. It's not pretty. It's not what we like to watch, but it's been successful. And at the end of the day, a win's still a fucking win, right? You know, for sure, for sure. For sure. So overall, for Winfield, I would say very successful season. Right. It's, this right. is like CKFL. what you, yeah. This is what you. Sorry. <laughs> this is what, <laughs> if you're Jevy, this is kind of what you wanted. And I know yeah. he he talking to Jevy. He was confident that he could be a playoff team, and. I didn't even give him the light of day. I thought that was stupid, you know, 
Um, but hindsight, <laughs> he was only a game out. So yeah, but this was also a weird year I, where I, I know, we struggled got, to get seven and seven teams. Then you got to give him credit though; like he was one game away from the playoffs on a team that I thought at most would win two very fortunate games where he beat someone on a bye week or something. That like yeah. I didn't see him winning more than two, to be honest. No, I, I I agree. I think if you're if you're Winfield's owner. You have to look at this and say, this has been a very successful season. We've done well. I've got the foundation for the future. It's looking bright, and I avoided relegation. Yep. Like He's accomplished all the goals he needed to this year. Yep. And then we move to defending champ, Scott City. And I think he's, he's about where we both projected him. Uh, we thought he'd be yeah. like a fringe, either right in the playoffs or just right out. And he snuck in with a seven and seven record. He has one of those lineups that could just blow up at any week, or it could do nothing. Which he's playing me this week. So it's <laughs> That's exactly what it's up. done all year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nine and zero, oh, bitch, nine and zero. Oh. Yeah, um, I do think I am pretty fortunate to be playing uh, playing him this week, though, because Miami has a pretty tough matchup with Buffalo on the road. Yeah, so that should help me hopefully. Um, but overall, as a season, I just—I mean, he made the playoffs. You got to be happy, you know. Yep. Um, it's about where. And we honestly, expected. he made the playoffs while only winning two of his last eight games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're giving me hope with these stats. Stop giving me hope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I noticed something. I got to fix. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I mean, as you said, he did not finish the season strong. Um, got a big win over Dakota at the end to get into the playoffs. But before that, he had lost six of his last seven games after starting the year five and one. Crazy. How yeah. many teams did that this year? Yeah. But uh, honestly, that's probably the only reason I'm in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think he's been kind of leaning on Tyreek Hill a little bit this year who has been fantastic this year yeah but well, and he's I, he's really cooled off since the start of the season yeah. you know it, it, the start of the season he was one of the top scoring teams scoring over a hundred three out of the five weeks and then over 122 out of the five but then since then he's struggled to even make it to 90 right so like he's really cooled off as a lot of his players have been in schemes that have been found out you know better schemed against and better defended so he still has that potential to have massive blow-up games. But I think with teams having kind of found a way to slow down and limit the damage that Tyreek Hill can do, that was his main That was his main thing. And then I know a few of those early weeks, he tried to taunt me with it, was, oh, yeah, you thought Gabe Davis was a shit keeper. I was questioning it. I didn't say it was shit. I just didn't know that I would have made the same decision. And it's looked... Yeah, <laughs> look how that pendulum swung. Yeah, you know it, he Davis is very much a a boomer bust kind of guy, and I just I didn't know how I felt on that. Can I got to vent about one thing real quick? Go about, for it. Go, that's okay. fuck. That's what this podcast is for. Do it. And I was I was trying to talk to Jebby about it. <laughs> okay, okay. This is how bad the tight end position is. Okay, Taysom Hill is the number three ranked tight end, and according to points per game. Yeah. And God 
damn it. When he played me, Jason <laughs> Hill scored 33 <laughs> points as a tight end, and he had zero catches for zero yards. <laughs> I love fantasy football. And if you take out those 33 points for the rest of the season, Taysom Hill has scored 56 points on the year. He's had five weeks where he scored less than three points. Three weeks yeah. where he scored zero points. He is the league's third leading <laughs> scoring tight end. Multiple rants. There. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's time that this league catches up to the future and just adds a second flex and gets rid of the worthless tight end position. I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> but no, I, I do think I do think there's something to be said uh, for the tight end position. Yeah. That being said, I also was the second highest tight end scorer in the league. Yeah. <laughs> it's been <laughs> bad this year. Like there's there's nothing. Like it's it's Kelsey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah, normally there's at least one, maybe two other guys to maybe push for that. But then yeah. Mark Andrews got hurt. Yep. And there's been not uh, the only other one I will say. Dallas Goddard has been absolutely a monster this year. He just hasn't really scored hurt. touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. But he was he was scoring yardage almost at the same level of Kelsey. He just wasn't getting the touchdowns. So there's a chance he erupts. And God, do I need that to happen this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and just clarifying, when I was talking about Jevy before I went on that rant about Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, he, he was claiming like Taysom Hill, um, I think it was he put him over the hump for like winning a title a couple years ago. Did Jeffy win a title? No. No. No, he made the playoffs his first year, sold off all of his good players, and then got relegation. (laughs) That's right. Because he he gave up Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, and Travis Kelsey. Uh, And I'm very certain that that would have won him a title. Yeah. Because he went full rebuild too damn fast. And... and just clarifying, I'm going off of a text message text message conversation from week four, so nine weeks ago. I have a newborn baby and do not sleep a lot. So, <laughs> so Javi, don't think I'm throwing you under the bus here. But no, throw I, him under the bus. It's okay. But no, again, he was just, he was just, the whole point of this podcast was to how, talk shit on everybody. That's what we founded this on. True. That is true. That is true. But it was something along the lines of Taysom Hill like made him a title contender. Maybe that's what it was. Um, the year he okay. made the playoffs before he sold everybody. And I I don't – I mean, he might have had a couple boom games, you know, but no. like. Well, and I think, I think at the time, if I remember correctly, Taysom Hill also had a quarterback designation too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a weird dude. So that, that made a difference. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean – there, there's no other career in NFL history like Taysom Hills. Like you can at no. least say that, you know. Yeah, but yeah. He's it, he's never had more than 450 rushing yards in a season, and he's never had more than. Okay, you know what? I I give Jevy some credit. Never mind. I take it back. I didn't realize he was that good receiving the last couple of years, because um, he had over 900 receiving yards the last two years before this year. So oh, I really? take it back a little bit, yeah. And which I don't remember that. I don't remember him having that kind of year. He just didn't score a lot of touchdowns. I don't think. It four. I think he scored a fuck ton of touchdowns, was, and that was annoying because they were passing touchdowns. That's what it was. 
it was rushing. He had eight rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown, and four receiving touchdowns. Yeah. But he also had seven fumbles. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that – not good. Not good, Bob. Yeah. But – okay, so I'll take the L. Taysom Hill was a little bit better than I gave him credit for. Um, But this year he did nothing. Like, he had 130 receiving yards and 400 rushing yards. It was just he randomly would score a bunch of touchdowns, especially against me where he scored four of his six touchdowns. (laughs) The only week he scores a bunch of touchdowns. (laughs) God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good week. I do remember that. I was happy. I was happy. I, for the life of me, I don't remember Taysom Hill having that many receiving yards. Like, I remember the random touchdowns, but I, I thought he was like a 400 receiving yard, 300 rushing yard, 500 passing yard, and then just touchdowns. Like, that's my thought of Taysom Hill. Honestly, that's that would have been my expectation too. Yeah, but whatever. Third no, best fine. tight end in the league, averaging like eight, four points a game or whatever it is. Six yeah, and he's he's third best basically because of that one week one way game. back in what was it week five? Yeah, and he's just uh, been resting there. Yep. <laughs> tight end's been a wasteland. It's just been a fucking terrible. wasteland. Absolutely terrible. All right, so. Average season, above average, whatever. And then we go to Ottawa, which you got to be pumped about that season if you're Clint. He nailed the draft. Oh. He had a couple good pieces, Fuck. and now he's a serious championship contender. So, Yeah. You know, going into the season, I liked his team. My only question was was his wide receiver position. But he has fucking aced yeah. that. Like, his rookies and his other players have stepped up, and he's just yeah. been a fucking monster. Like, he hasn't been up to Wichita's level, but he's been consistent, just relentless. And, hey, I'm going to score 95, 100 points this week. Like he's not dominating people, but he's so consistent that it's hard to get a win because you have to also have a really good week. Otherwise, he's just going to walk away with the L or walk away with the win, you know, it's just, it's very frustrating to play Ottawa knowing that you have to have a good game. Otherwise he's going to beat you. You know, the only, the main losses, actually the only losses that he has had has been when his opponent scores over a hundred points. If his opponent scores less than a hundred, they lose. Otherwise, every other score he's had has been at least 90 points for, and except for against Scott City, he had 79, which is weird. Okay, so we have another team with a floor of 79. This is a weird coincidence. I'm starting to think the Illuminati are real. And, And I think, I could be wrong, but I think before this week, that was almost what my floor was too. I just never had any highs. <laughs> so, 94, 79, 84, 87, 84, you know. And then you had a 74. Went, you had a 74 last one. week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was 82 before. That. So, yeah, it's just he's yeah. been so good at consistently scoring good points that, God damn, he's frustrating to play against. And you know he's I think, yeah, you're right. If you're Ottawa, you are ecstatic with the season you've had, yep. and you're still set up for the future. 
Yep, for sure. And based on my my draft rankings, he got the number two, three, and four receivers in Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, and Chris Olave for rookie. Yep. And yep. the only one I had ranked higher than that was Drake London, which I had Drake London that high because of the whole situation with there's nobody else to compete against yeah. for targets, so yeah. he walked was, into a great situation. What was that dude's name? Calvin Ridley. There we go. With Calvin Ridley being suspended, and now he's traded. Like it just dawned on me, he's a jaguar. <laughs> yep. Know? Yep. But, um, I just thought that was a good situation for Drake London. And yeah, I I think he did he did amazing. Like, congrats, Clint. You did, Clint Dick. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, Clint Dick. You did amazing. <laughs> yes, fantastic. <laughs> now, moving on to the best, no debate about it, the best division in football. <laughs> Stop. Technically, Early best is a subjective term. We're allowed our own opinions. <laughs> yes, I mean, hey, going based off Ooh. of records it's debatable because the standings are all similar across the board other than other than yeah. the Wichita's division where he was 12 and two and just shit on everybody. But yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you're the, right. Uh, East, win and losses has been pretty was, similar. Yeah. And we didn't have a five win. Oh uh, no, we did have a five, five win, and nine, Dustin. six and eight, seven, seven, eight and six. We <laughs> 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 had one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, if, there's which, always one. Speaking of Dustin, Dustin. that's who we're going to start with. And I got to say, I think it's a very, very disappointing season for Plainville. Yeah, I think it's disappointing too. But at the same time, I think he, similar to Lehigh, he should have gone into the season knowing that the floor for his team is incredibly low. You know, you go into the season, you only have. Um, David Montgomery and Aaron Jones is your only running backs. Like not even like there's some lesser ones on the bench. Those are your only running backs. Mm-hmm. You're risking, Hey, as soon as one of the guys gets injured or one of them or both of them in one week have a bye week you're in trouble. You know, that, that sets your floor incredibly low and you just put a lot of danger. So unless you have the kind of injury luck. Backs are for this. Yes, I did. All right. Okay. So going into our matchup this last week, I hadn't looked ahead to what his teams were. I was like, fuck, he's going to fucking pull out some goddamn shit and blah, blah, blah. And then I look, wait, both of his running backs are on by? Let's fucking go. Oh my God. I was so ecstatic. I went, yep. I won. I've, I'm already writing this one off to a win. I don't care what I do. I won. All right. Crazy. And I would also say with Dustin, though, um, he's just rotten luck across the board. Like Michael Thomas back on the IR, surprising. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. never got healthy. Darren Waller, who would have been one of those big tight end players, which would have been huge this year, IR out for the year. Uh, Bateman, Sterling Shepard, IR out for the year. Like, uh, and just across the board, like he's starting Jordan Mason and Travis Homer and Tyler Boyd. <laughs> like, yeah. Ooh. And even Chris Godwin dealt with the injuries. So this is just a team that God decided, fuck you, Dustin. <laughs> Again, I'm going to start going to church. But you know, 
Yeah. Um, start, you know, when we were previewing all this, this is kind of what I was saying about his team is uh, for his wide receivers. I didn't see anybody really who's going to be that that kind of difference maker. I said if I right. And I think I said I there's a chance that he could still do it, but I see it more mid range. Obviously, he's the number one wide receiver on the year, but he's also done that with Darren Waller not playing. Yeah. So I think had Darren Waller been playing, Darren Waller's ceiling would have been lowered. I think Devontae Adams' ceiling would have been lowered, and that would have been accurate. So then you combine, he's got maybe one higher-end wide receiver with a bunch of mid-range wide receiver twos. There's just not a lot of upside. So I didn't see the upside for the team. So I I think he shot himself in the foot by by keeping a lot of high-risk low reward kind of receivers. I'd agree with that for sure. Like, I mean, his running back room for next year is still pretty decent. Um, it's still God. the same too. Yeah. It's still only the same too. That's true. He and they're a year that. older. And then you've got yeah. Khalil Herbert chomping at the bit to take over David Montgomery's job. Yeah. Plus and we all know who the real running back in Chicago is. Justin, Justin Fields. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Like it, I don't think he's in a good position going it, forward. It might be a complete reset. I mean, honestly, I I yeah. think if Devo- if I were I, him, I would. I would keep Devonte Adams and no one else. Like, yeah, and maybe maybe Darren Waller because the tight end position is so. Oh fuck that! I don't know. Then then again, Darren Waller's what thirty two. Yeah, no, fuck yeah. that. I'm I'm only keeping Devonte Adams and then re rolling. Yeah. It'll be interesting. All right, moving on to the next team, who we projected to probably finish last, who did not finish last. Potter. Almost finished last. Should have finished last. But but it's okay. I think think we said, um, or at least I said, I thought Potter looked like they could be pretty decent. I just, what my guess was at the start of the year was our division was going to be so good that which it was host. which and it was yeah it totally was <clears throat> but i mean he definitely needs to fill some holes his running back position that's terrible but he found a gym and jalen hurts and that jalen hurts to aj brown connection is a amazing amazing yeah so if he can fix that running back position next year which i think with the amount of people that he's probably going to keep which not going to be a lot no. he'll be able to um because if i'm him I probably I hate keeping quarterbacks that early, but I do not want to risk losing Jalen Hurts. So I would have kept AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts, maybe Keenan Allen and CD no. Lamb. Uh, maybe CD Lamb, but definitely not Allen. Yeah. And then just rebuild. But I will say this for Potter's running backs: he managed to score negative points from his running backs <laughs> and still win a game. That's, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And that was God entirely my fault. If I would not have started the Bucks defense, like this wouldn't even be a conversation. I've just made stupid Oh, it still decisions. would be. It still would be. Stupid decisions all year. But you've also had a not great team all year. It's been okay. Uh, I, I'm not I'm actually not trashing. It's been okay. But, but it's yeah, not been a great team. For sure. Which we'll get to that in a minute. The next is your fucking okay team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I would say, I mean, it's it's kind of the same boat as Liberty to an extent. I mean, 
With Liberty, it's less disappointing because his team did show up. He did score. He just faced a lot of bad luck. Your mm-hmm. team has been boom, literally boomer. We're, hey, we're are, we're still on Potter, right? No. Oh, on. okay. All right. Like, well, I think we agreed Potter was like a content season. You're okay with this, like. Actually, I disagree. I think if I'm Potter, I'm. Fr- I, I don't think I'm disappointed. I think I'm just frustrated because once again, I can't get over that hump. Just can't move to that next level despite having some good pieces. It's just always something missing, always yeah. something holding them back. Yep. I feel that. All right, but now on to Lawrence. Okay. So, like I was saying, on Lawrence, similar to Liberty, where you're disappointed with the record for sure. Um, but I think you have to be a little bit more disappointed than Spiller because you can't even call bullshit. You know, it was just shitty. (laughs) And then there were weeks where you'd score what? 130, 140. No, I never did that. I only scored 120 like twice. No, well, still 120 twice. That's new to me. I could have scored 140 this last week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But but you see my point. Like your team has that capability. But you also had a couple games in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is... I had one week at 45, and that was with home field advantage. <laughs> you know, I, this, I, I will say this. I haven't been able to pay quite as much attention this year between just work, life, and school. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to have a very kind of obvious self-centered <laughs> understanding of my team versus kind of some of maybe the struggles that other teams have gone through. Right. But I have struggled through quite a few injuries this year. You know, uh, Lamar Jackson's been hurt. Uh, Joe Mixon missed a couple weeks. DeAndre Swift missed a lot of time. Uh, Mike Williams, um, Dallas Goddard, you know, Jerry Judy. It's like J.K. Dobbins. So everybody that I was counting on to be major contributors has missed time, has kind of helped hold me back a little bit. And I don't know that that's that's the entirety of the team because the wide receivers have still been somehow even worse than last year. <laughs> I feel like outside of Mike Williams, which is so fucking weird. I expected, I didn't expect them to be great, but I expected about league average and that has not happened. Yeah. And then it, 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 the randomness of kickers and defenses has just fucked my team. Which like, is I, karma. That is karma. 100% True is karma. I won't yeah. argue that, but I think, <laughs> but I think that now that we're getting to the playoffs, and my team's finally starting to get healthy, there's a chance that we might be able to see the team perform to expectations, uh, or up to preseason expectations. But I, it's been a frustrating season. But I don't, I don't think it's necessarily team underperformance more than situational underperformance because of injuries, missing time, bye weeks, etc. Well, it's just just looking at your schedule. It's just so weird. Like from week 3 to week 7, your highest scoring game was 80. From week yeah. 3 to 7. And then you also had another stretch from week 10 to week 12 where your highest score was 74. So I mean, that's 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 weeks where you're scoring 80 or less. And then every other week you scored above 90. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen a season like that. Like it's just 
it it's been a roller coaster of a season. Yeah. I was telling you earlier. By about week five or six, I really thought I was going to have to throw in the towel and just accept relegation and just get myself set up for next year. Right. And thank God I didn't give up. <laughs> Don't give up. You know, it's also, just it, it's been frustrating. I'm just I'm happy. I'm at the point where I'm at. On a less frustrating uh, statistic, Cleveland got that broom out on Lawrence this year. Oh yeah, well. Lawrence got the broom out and on it, Mary's or and, Plainville. It, and it was the one year that we didn't record podcast. God <laughs> Next year we are hundred percent recording podcasts. No. <laughs> no, not on those ones. <laughs> uh, which I can't remember. I think you you beat me. Did you didn't sweep me last year, did you? Nah, nah, we went one on one. I won the first matchup, you won the second. All right, so that's a three game winning streak. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I Let's think go. you've got a two game lead now. Let me see if I can get that pulled up, but I'm pretty sure you've got a two game lead on Lawrence now. It also just dawned on me that you're you know, you're looking at a different tab so you didn't see my dance. Oh, was was that what you called that? I'm in a jumpy chair. <laughs> <laughs> you're in a jumpy chair. What are we? Five? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, overall, I would say roller coaster of a season for you. So yeah, you just got to be happy to make the playoffs. You got a shot with your team. You're kind of in a position to be a Jordan Ladner this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. that was a hundred percent what I was going to say for my team this year. Yeah. As I'm one of the worst teams in the playoffs, but I have the potential to pull off what Jordan did. I'm not saying I'm going to. I don't think sure. that I will. Your only negative thing is who you have to play. You get Spiller, and then if you do beat that, you get Jordy. So I mean, that's yeah. that's the. Do, I don't remember. Do we do we reseed in the next round? No. Damn it! So there's a chance. I was thinking, hey, maybe if Scott City uh, pulls <laughs> off the win, maybe he. Uh, I said if I said if if he pulls off the win, then maybe he has to deal with Wichita next round. <laughs> no. Damn it! You get it. I'd like to make a new constitutional amendment. Yeah, which leads us to the East Division champions for the third time in the last five years, fourth time in the last six years. I think. Get bent. Cleveland Steamers, Northwest (laughs) Southeast Division champs. (laughs) Um, on a serious note, though, um, roller coaster for season. (laughs) Yeah, no I, shit. I, I, I can't sit here and complain I'm division champion, but I can sit here and say that I don't feel like I deserve to be. But then I look at the other teams in my division and I say, well, you know, maybe I do. I was consistently average. <laughs> I was never a roller coaster. I just got, yeah. I got fortunate in some of those early weeks where teams underperformed like Wichita and then Liberty. I had We already discussed what happened there. When I beat you, I scored 82 points. You're like the Kroger version of Ottawa. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the second time I beat you, I only scored 87. So, I mean, I failed to score 90 this year against you, and I beat you both times. No. It, was a- it, it hasn't been a good year. It's been okay. Yeah. But and that's all you needed this year. Yeah, and I've had some, I've had some really good luck, and then I've had some stuff go against me, like, Obviously, the last time we played Scott City, he beat me by a nine, and it's because Taysom Hill scored 
30 more points than he has in any other game this whole year. So, son of a bitch, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, it's just been a – I wouldn't say I'm the most fortunate owner. I would I, At the start of the year, I thought I was going to be. You know, oh, absolutely. After like going. week four, you yeah. were 100% the most fortunate. Yeah. And now I, I don't really see it that way. I've just been a steadily average. I don't deserve any praise, and I don't deserve any – I mean, I could use some criticism. I've made some stupid lineup changes this year, which I blame on the baby. <laughs> yeah, blame it on the baby. <laughs> just kidding. But, yeah, just I'm I'm very meh. Like, I'm not even excited about winning the division. But And and sneaking into the playoffs with Debo Samuels going down, I, that, I think that's all she wrote. Like, I might be able to sneak by Scott City and then – yeah. And then I'm done. Unless Ottawa just has a bad, bad day. So, yeah, but if he has a bad, bad day, that's the first bad, bad day I mean, he's had all year. Which I mean, by uh, the rule of percentages. No, by the rule of percentages, he's due for a 95 point day because that's his yeah. fucking average. That's like his floor game. Pass. And then 100 <laughs> is his ceiling game. Yeah, I feel you. But, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I, I think just for – there's only a couple teams that can look at this season and be extremely happy. Jordy, Jevy. Clint. Clint, yeah. And then there's a bunch of people like us that are just kind of <sighs> – Fuck, yes. how did I get here? Yeah, exactly. And then there's some people that are, God damn it. And that's Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> but I feel a little bad for Dakota. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> All right, quick preview of the playoffs, and then call it an episode. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. All right. Well, first, looking off at the losers bracket, which we won't really talk about. Which what's the only? What's the bowl game? The. It used oh, to they, be the Archie Manning Bowl. Did they, but they got, we got rid of it, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We we put that in when we switched to a fourteen playoff, and now that we're back to six, got yeah. rid of it. So the only thing that we're going to pay attention with the consolation is the who wins, who gets to decide the punishment. Exactly. So it is a little tournament now. So yeah, right. Okay. So first matchup, we can just squeak through the consolation ones real quick. Like, we don't even have to preview rosters and whatnot. Oh, hell uh, no. I'm not, yeah. well, not going to pay attention to those losers. <laughs> Potter and Lehigh. Potter's projected 87. Lehigh's projected 88. Lehigh's the home team. They're actually also on bye. It's going to be it'll, – it'll be reseeded, kind of like how we do the winter. Gotcha. So, 7 and 8 you, get okay. bye. And it's going to be the 9 and 12 and 11 and 10. Gotcha. Okay, so we'll skip that one. But hypothetically, I got Lehigh. (laughs) (laughs) Hypothetically, if this match were to happen, I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, okay. Then a battle of another pair of six and eight teams. (laughs) Which, it's going to be reseeded, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, I don't even... You say the matchups for the consolation, because my thing is not updated. (laughs) All right, in number nine, we've got Winfield taking on number 12, Cocker City. There we go. I got Cocker City rolling. I got Winfield. Okay, that's fun. This will be our first <laughs> picks of the year. So. 
Oh, no. Let's go. <laughs> the worst matchup possible. Yikes. <laughs> All right. Then what's the next one for consolation? Uh, then we get uh, Plainville at Gerard. Plainville at Gerard. Oh my God! Okay, I can't. I can't go with Gerard. I mean, I can't go with Plainville because I just saw who his running backs are. Well, but, he's gonna he's gonna have David Montgomery and Aaron Jones. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay, then I'm going Plainville. Oh yeah, I'm 100 percent going Plainville. Yeah. Gerard's ass right now. Yeah. All right, now into the key matchups. So the playoffs, the ones that matter. We only have two this week. Okay, okay, real quick. Let's go back to the relegation real quick. Yeah. Who do you want to win the bracket? Because they're the one who gets to decide the punishment. Probably. Do you want Jevy to win it just so he gets payback? Nah. Or do you want somebody else? I, I kind of don't want Lehigh to win it because he's seemingly won it for like five years in a row. Right. I could see Dustin doing something funny to Dakota. I kind of don't want Kelly to do it because I think he's going to be too nice. That's not fun. I want somebody to suffer when it's not I me mean, and I think at it's risk gonna, of it. It's going to be Lehigh again. I can feel it. It's like his job. <laughs> Let's just name that game after Lehigh, yeah. the Nick McQueen Bowl. <laughs> I'm down. Like Clint, dilly dilly, <laughs> McQueen Bowl. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want Dakota winning it, obviously. Um It'd be a little bit boring. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I guess I, I don't really know Dustin well enough to know if he would come up with something creative or, or how. I well think he could. I think it mostly him. depends on whether or not he's motivated and gives a shit enough to. Yeah, I feel that. So I would say. I, don't know. I, think, I think I'm kind of hoping uh, Jevy gets it because I want to see what he, you know, he's been sitting on that relegation for a whole year. Right. Thinking about relegation. And I was 100% he was going to get relegated again. So. I damn near was. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I don't. It would be. I, I like your answer. That's a, interesting for sure. I like Jevy. I'd go with Jevy. I agree. Jevy, don't fuck it up for us. Yeah. Now, who do I think? It's Nick. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. always Nick. Yeah, it's, all right, it always Nick. <laughs> now on to the playoffs. All right, so I think the Eve Summer Douche Game of the Week will have to be <laughs> me and Scott City because we just have a closer projected score. So we'll talk about your guys's matchup first. <sighs> yeah. Uh, go ahead and start because I, I yeah. I'm not sure exactly how I'm feeling about the matchups here. Yeah, well, I I would lean Liberty with a heavy heavy favorite right now, and that's mostly because your quarterback is Geno Smith, and fuck that guy. Um, but more <laughs> so because they're they're playing San Francisco's defense, who has been lights out this year. Uh, so that's a that's a pretty bad matchup. Uh, DeAndre Swift at your running back. Very disappointing what's happened with him this year. And the Jets' defense has been pretty stingy. Um, J.K. Dobbins coming back does help you. Um, will he have another week like he did last week? Or will Cleveland key in on the run since they know that you know Lamar Jackson won't be there again? So I don't love the matchup this week. You never know with Terry McLaurin. He's either going to give you a three or he's going to give you a 20. 
Um, Mike Williams. I will say this. As of late, he has been a fucking monster. Yeah. Yeah, no, for for sure. But then if we get Carson Wentz back in because he just got activated, god damn it, he's going to be terrible. Right. And then, uh, I don't I mean, I just feel like your lineup to save some, I don't want to go over every single player. Sorry, I didn't mean to be doing that again. But um, there's just a lot of question marks. Like, is Joe Mixon healthy again? I think so, but he's going against the Bucks defense. Now, is the Bucks defense going to be as bad as they were last week, or are they going to be kind of stingy like they had been the last couple weeks? Brady off of a loss, you know? Like, that team hopefully would be motivated, but who knows? Um, just a lot of question marks on your side. And then on his side, I mean, that Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs is always scary. Saquon's playing a lot better. Miles Sanders is playing a lot better. DK Metcalf's playing a lot better, but same story. I mean, and that's also a negative, too, because if Geno Smith goes off and all of his touchdowns go to DK, you're hurting yourself, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, he gets more points for the touchdowns than I do. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it, Liberty, Liberty's got to be the favorite. So I'm I'm picking Liberty. You know I I want to disagree. The only thing I I'm not sure I I'm looking at this and I agree with right now it's showing a spread of what 105 to 82, so more than a 20 point spread. I don't know that I see it that far off. I think that if you if you match the teams up without home field advantage, you're looking probably a Liberty advantage of about four or five points. Josh Allen, amazing, but he throws a bunch of intercept. He has a bunch of fucking turnovers this year. Bad lately, yeah. And then you get James Conner just lost starting quarterback. That offense doesn't look so good anymore. Miles Sanders is probably the only one that I go. That's a really fucking good matchup. Um, so like he's got a lot of tough things coming up here. And then I've got a bunch of question marks. And that's what's so frustrating. You know, I've got J.K. Dobbins and Mike Williams with extremely plus matchups. I think they should do well, but is that going to be enough to overcome? Um, do I do I get Dallas Goddard back this week, or do I have to hope for another 30-point performance from Evan Ingram? You know, it's just it, it's so frustrating because there's so many question marks on both sides. I truly do think that this is more of a toss-up than a 25-point difference. That being said, I think Liberty has the better team. They have the home field advantage. I'm going to lean their direction and hope that I'm wrong and continue my historical dominance over uh, Liberty. <laughs> we did look it up. This is actually only the second matchup between Lawrence and Liberty in the playoffs. It's like two-story franchises. One. We've only played once, and that was in the championship game. And I'm undefeated in championship games. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, hopefully Magic strikes twice again. So. <laughs> Because no disrespect to your team, Sam, but I would much rather play your team in the title game. Than oh, no, 100%. I would much rather yeah. play your team in the title yes, game. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> All right, on to the East. Let's have an all-East <laughs> title game so everybody's disappointed. How wild would that be? Like, we've been shit all year. So fucking wild. Look at us. Neither of us look deserve to be look there. look at us. <laughs> Started at the bottom, now I hear. Yeah. All right, now on to my fucking game. <laughs> I man, I I don't know. This it's a coin flip. If you take home field, 
points out, the projected score is 87 to 87. Um, with the extra home field points, I am a five point favorite. Uh, but it's definitely a coin flip here. Um, big, and I can't even, it's so weird. Like the tight end position, I want to start there and say big, big advantage for him because he has the number three tight end in the league. But we just looked it up. Like homeboy scored zero like four times this year. <laughs> which yeah. half of his points came from one game. Yes. Yeah. And uh, in my my situation, if I if I can't land a tight end off the waiver wire, you know, I got to start Jacecki, who scored zero points three out of the last four games. So I mean, just tight end spot is a horrible spot for me. Um, Justin Fields is back, so I mean that's positive. But he's playing Philly, so I don't know if he'll be able to have the running output like he has in recent weeks. Um, and then we go to Scott City's side, and he has Tua, and they're going up against Buffalo on the road where the weather is not going to be great, and they're probably not going to be able to throw the ball that much, which advantage me. But there's nothing on my side that's like, well, this guy's going to dominate. Nick Chubb no. gets Baltimore, who that defense has been hit or miss. They've either been really good or really bad. I think it's mostly on their secondary that they've been yeah, bad. Sure, so sure. like their front section against the pretty run, strong. I'm not, yeah. I don't know the stats, but I think they've been pretty good this year against the run. Yeah. And then Tyler Lockett's going against San Francisco, which we've already credited their defense for being good. Uh, Jamar Chase goes on the uh, road against Tampa. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe that defense steps up for that game. Um, I like the matchup personally, but at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if Jamar has a four catch for 55 yards and no touchdown kind of, you know, average game. So, I mean, across the board, I'm not looking at my team and being like, oh, yeah, we're going to light it up this week at all. <laughs> you no. know? And I, no. I look across the other side and, I mean, same story. His biggest player that it's like, oh, this guy could have a huge game is Austin Eckler. But he's going up against Tennessee, and Tennessee is fucking dominant against the run. Yeah, so it's like two two teams are facing the same thing, kind of. Yeah. So yeah, I'll pick myself because of home field advantage, and I hate the the Miami offense against Buffalo this week. I think that could be big enough, but I don't feel confident on this one. This is the least confident I feel for picks. I I agree with pretty much everything you said. I think it's two okay teams with lineups that just have terrible matchups. Yeah, there's a couple of good ones. Uh, both of you have really good matchups with your defenses, but if that's what you're banking on, eh, right. you know. It, so like, I, I don't have a lot of hope for either team. So my my prediction is it's going to be an eighty four. To 87 game in favor of Scott City off the back of 18 points from Taysom Hill. I fucking I hate you if that happens. Like I I'd be so pissed. See like, what I say? 84, so 87, 18, Taysom. Yeah. I am going to probably shit myself if that happens because <laughs> I'd be crying so hard. No, I I made this random story. I made the greatest prediction of my life in the K-State Big 12 championship game on Twitter. Uh, we went to halftime, and we were playing TCU. And so logically, half our players got mysteriously injured because TCU is a bunch of dirty motherfuckers. Um, but anyways, Malik Knowles was out. Phillip Brooks was questionable. And uh, 
So we didn't know who the receivers were going to be. So I tweeted out, I was like, bold prediction, RJ Garcia is going to score a touchdown this half. And uh, RJ Garcia on the season had three catches for nine yards. First drive of the second half, 30 yard touchdown, RJ Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Maybe I am a god. <laughs> I was just staring at my Coors Light cup like, do you do just give me powers? <laughs> well, I remember uh, like week one or two of the season this year, um, Dakota and I were watching uh, Baltimore playing. I don't remember who, but I literally, this, that exact play, I said, all right, Lamar Jackson's about to bust an 80-yard run for a touchdown. And what did he do? 79-yard for a touchdown. And I was run around his house. Fluky as hell, but I felt like a mother. F- I felt like Nostradamus. <laughs> so awesome. All right, okay. So obviously we don't know what the matchups are going to be for next week, but I don't know that we can make a real episode for four matchup or two matchups because I don't care about the relegation. Um, so what are your expectations for kind of the rest of the playoffs? Well, I'm going to lose next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, if you somehow beat Spiller, I think your season comes to an end to Wichita. If Spiller beats you, I don't know. That could go either way, Wichita and Spiller. Just based on the way this year has went, my prediction is Spiller would win. Okay. And I've got Spiller winning the whole thing. Interesting. Yeah. I'm... I, I don't think we – I don't have any stats on this, but I don't think we typically see a number one versus number two matchup in the title game. But that would be my projection for this year. I think I think if Spiller were on the other side of the bracket, there's a chance he goes to the title game. I think he matches up better with uh, Ottawa um, than anybody else. But because he has to face – Fucking Wichita this year. Wichita is far and away outscoring everybody. Like, there's no question about it. Even with Spiller having a good year, Wichita's scoring more, uh, was it like 10 points a game more than him? Sorry, 11 points a game more than him. Um, I don't see a way that Wichita does not make the playoffs, whether he's got to defeat Lawrence or Liberty. I don't think there's a way he doesn't do that. And then I think Ottawa... Whoever's going to be thrown to the wolves against him, he just walks over. I don't, I don't see a way that, that doesn't happen. So I think this is going to be a Wichita versus Ottawa matchup, and I think that one's going to be fun to watch because Wichita has such that high ceiling, but they do have the lower floor, and then fucking Ottawa is just consistent. Yeah. So we're going to see if Wichita rises to the occasion. If he does, he wins. If he falters, he loses. I think, I think that's how that one. I think that's how the playoffs end. That's fair. And it, it also does definitely depend on matchups for those weeks, too. No. Which, which neither of us have really, I don't think, looked at. But. No, but I'm not I'm not looking that far yeah, in no. advance. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> We've already been here for an hour. <laughs> but, all right, well, we got to do this more often than once every 14 <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Shoot, I'm hoping next year I can stay a little bit more on top of things and have time to do it and 
maybe we can work something out. It's, and if not, we'll find somebody else to fill in for us. For sure. And then heckle them in the comment section. I saw they tried to replace us, which they kept saying they weren't trying to replace us, but they did. They tried to replace us, and you can't hold us down. And that's why they fucked up and didn't get it saved. Yeah, mm. you have to save it. Actually, who does I, that? <laughs> I there's a chance that I may have fucked it up too. I I didn't realize that they were just kind of recording amongst themselves and using the Facebook group. So I was at work trying uh-huh. to like listen in, but I, it was a super fucking busy day. So I kept having to bounce in and ba- back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And yeah. so I may have accidentally stayed in on the phone call. And they couldn't <laughs> save it. I'm not sure that that's what happened. And I'm not I saying it is what happened. I hope it is. I kind of do too. It was from <laughs> the little bit that I actually had a chance to hear. Uh, it was, it actually was a pretty good conversation. I will say that. Yeah. But it, it's not anything like ours. Yeah. The color commentary here is, you know, just top notch. Yeah, it's been super boring since I've went sober, but analytical and never wrong. No words mispronounced ever, 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 you know, straight knowledge dropped all the time. Right, because you're you're a teacher. That's that's your job is to drop knowledge. Exactly. Never wrong. Oh, speaking of which, here's Kelly with the news. (laughs) (laughs) Shazam, motherfuckers. Shazam, motherfuckers. (laughs) Ball like the playoffs, get down and lay down, lay down and stay down. Ball like the playoffs, can't take a day off, can't take a day off. Ball like the playoffs, get down and lay down, lay down and stay down. Can't take a playoff, can't take a day off, can't take a day off. Chest bound, no brakes pressed down, no cap jack gone, Jeff you kept gone. Teams get 
get slept on. Dreams get slept on. Save the chest bone. No brakes pressed on. No cap jet gone. Jeff, you kept gone. No cap jet gone. Get on and get left home. Ball like the playoffs. Can't take a playoff. Can't take a day off. Working my L. Ball like the playoffs. 